Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to, yes, another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. I'm giving you two on a Sunday, baby. One at five o'clock on a Sunday. So if you're just moseying around, you know, not doing anything, your weekend's winding down, getting ready for the week, you've got two episodes to listen to tonight. So I don't want to hear any whining. But I couldn't do something productive. If you're listening Monday, happy Monday. Let's kick the week off with a bang. I want everybody to, uh, first off, I want to thank uh, all the listeners. I haven't thanked you guys in a while. Um, Thank you to everybody um, that tunes in. And everybody that donates, especially, that gives to the podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody that shares it. I mean, you guys have done such an amazing job. I was looking at our viewership, and it used to be, like, highly concentrated, like, all PA, Maine, New York, because those are, like, the three states I've lived. And now we're Florida, Texas, Illinois, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, California's big, a uh, lot of, you know, Ohio. We're in, like, we have regular listeners right now. Uh, and I believe 32, all 50 states have tuned in at some point. But when I was looking at the metrics, it looks like 32 states have regular, meaning like you tune in two or three times a week, listeners. Man, I'm just, uh, I'm just so blessed to have just such a great audience to speak to like you guys. And I don't take uh, the responsibility of pouring into you all. Uh, daily as well as much as I possibly can uh, as often as possible you know I just uh, come on people go you see now we're stuck at this light oh Jesus give me patience and grace with these people it's a Sunday people got nowhere to go I, like smell slow down and smell the flowers dude I'm on my way to plant the flowers I got a kid at home and a pregnant wife I just crushed like I want to be home we're just moseying along there's this one light where it's like it's like a left-hand turn, and when it turns green, like you're stuck here for a while. Like I'm gonna be. Listen to how long my blinker goes for. That's how long I have to sit at this light, unless the timer is different on Sunday, which I doubt. Anyways, back to the whole gratitude piece. Before I flew into a road, well, that wasn't road rage, but ooh, that was a nice GTO that just drew by. Did I say drove by, drove by. Like I said, I want to thank all of you. I'm deeply appreciative of everybody that tunes in and listens. And I was thinking today, it was such a beautiful, I was talking to this guy in the sauna, um, and uh, we were just talking about, you know, you just the weather's just a natural thing that you talk about with strangers when you're sitting there pretty much naked. Uh, and uh, or we were in the steam room, and uh, this guy's name was Rich. And... Uh, we're sitting there talking about the weather and today was like one of the few I bet you we've had maybe four of these quintessential main summer day I'm still sitting here by the way main summer days uh, all summer last summer was just gorgeous like it was perfect every day uh, this year's just been rough you know it's been really really rough this year uh, still sitting here been really rough this year between the kid I think the Canadian wildfires which were definitely started by the government's uh, had something to do with it. Um, it's just been a weird weather year, but today was beautiful. But anyways, the point is, we're sitting there talking, and he mentioned, you know, a year ago his wife had passed, and, you know, a lot of times people just say, oh, I'm sorry, and 
they move on from the conversation and I just kind of started asking questions, you know, and you guys know I do this a lot. I, you know, I asked them, I said, how'd she pass? And she had, she battled breast cancer for 21 years. They were together for 31 years. Uh, she battled breast cancer for 21 years. And it just got to the point where it just got into her bones. And, you know, he was saying when it gets into your bones, it's just a, it's a death sentence at that point. Um, and uh, so ladies, go get checked. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on cancer and where it comes from. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do, I think it's, we're, I believe we are being intentionally poisoned uh, to, you know, food supply, water supply, because um, cancer is crazy. Like, uh, cancer is so common. Should, cancer should not be this common. Secondly, I definitely believe there's a cure, without a doubt, but it's such a money-making business, you know what I mean, that uh, it's just such a money-maker that they'll, you know, They'll never, I mean, people that have found the cure to cancer just mysteriously disappear or die. You know what I mean? But uh, anyways, that's not the point of this. The point of this is to say, you know, they were married for 31 years. That he lost her a year ago. And, uh, you know, him and I were just talking, man. And just, he kind of opened up to me and was talking about, you know, how it's like tough. Like, do I start dating again? He's like, I got to go through, you know, he's like, I got to go online and make one of those profiles and take pictures, and he's like, I don't know who's single, who's not single when I'm out and about, he's like, here at the gym, he's like, I see a pretty woman, I don't know, she's probably married, if she's near my age, this guy looked great, he was 59, he said, I think, or 60, 60 he was 60 years old, bro looked like he was 48, I, I thought he was going to say 48, 49 years old, but when he said, you know, he's married to his wife for 31 years, that changed it, but, and, you know, we were just talking, and, you know, he was grateful that, because uh, she got cancer when her daughter their daughter was one and she was alive until she's 21 you know so he was thankful for that but you could tell that there's a little edge you know like I think he really saw you know he mentioned that the last six months to a year were just hell you know I can't imagine watching your wife deteriorate uh, in front of you like that you know to the point where they start losing uh, control of their bodily functions they can't walk watching the person that you've been with for 30 years literally fall apart in front of you um, you know and it was just he said he was such a nice guy and uh, you know can tell he's probably a little lonely and just needed somebody to talk to and um, I, I'm gonna pray and you know, I encourage you to pray for rich too. Uh, I don't know if he was a Christian. He kind of did. I was going to kind of get into God a little bit with him, um, which when you talk to somebody who's been through trauma like that about God, you really risk uh, uh, a visceral reaction because people tend to have a lot of anger towards God, you know, but I kind of wanted to feel him out a little bit to see what he thought. I at least wanted to get his thoughts on, you know, God, but he left. But just pray for Rich, you know, first that, you know, he is, if he's not a believer, that he becomes one, but number two for comfort. You know what I mean? And healing and all that. I just can't imagine. But all this goes to say uh, that I, I just really wanted to touch on gratitude. And, you know, I think about, I've talked a lot about difficulties recently. I've talked a lot about stressors and all these other things that we go through, all of us go through in life. And, uh, you know, I'm so eternally grateful for all the things I do have, like my health, my wife's health, my child's health. God forbid, you know, these parents, they lose their kids. I... I can't even mentally approach the thought of something happening to my child. I can't even begin to, I just get filled with, you know, my, my default is rage. You know, I don't really get sad. Um, I get very, very, very angry. Like I want to attack and fix, you know, or kill, 
you know, so I, I don't even approach that thought. I couldn't imagine, you know, and I've got my animals, I've got my house, I've got my guns, <laughs> I've got Jesus, you know, I've got a great, great, blessed, blessed life. And, you know, it's funny because yesterday I was driving, where was I going? Oh, I was going to the, I was going to get a bottle of Classe Azul. Every once in a while, I like a little tequila to sip on at home, you know, and that's the only one I'll really drink. That's really the only alcohol I'll really touch anymore is Classe Azul. It's just there's, you know, there's really no, it's, you're not going to get the hangover that you get, but it's expensive. But anyways, I was driving yesterday, and I, I passed this kid in this old, beat-up, like, Oldsmobile, right? And he had his dog in the front seat. And this kid, you could just tell he was like a good old boy, you know what I mean? Like, I bet you he had his plaid shirt tucked into his jeans, probably had work boots on, probably had his taxes paid, you know, lives in maybe a smaller apartment or smaller house, but it, he's got all of his bills paid and covered and everything's taken care of. And, like, I imagine, and you never know, but I just imagine that maybe his life is way more complicated than I, maybe he was a drug dealer for, and he was caught up in the cartel. I don't know. He looked like a very nice kid, though. Um, and I just like imagine that he was just a very had a very simple life, and I'm like, man, I kind of just imagined a life where like, you know, G and I just kind of lived on like the little house in the prairie, you know, like a little two bedroom house, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, no Maserati, no nice SUV, just like an old beat up pickup truck and some corn on the counter, <laughs> you know, he uh, just. And I'm like, I kind of like yearned for that. And uh, I think someday I will have a sim- as simple as I can get lifestyle. I do want to move away from my phone. I do want to get away from technology as much as I can. I want to be as off the grid as humanly possible. But what's this have to do with this guy's, you know, uh, deceased and unfortunate, you know, horrible situation with his wife? Um, you know, I was thinking about we got to be grateful for, for what we have regardless of our circumstances. That kid, you know, if I, his life is what I imagine and he lives in a smaller apartment with his, just him and his dog. Or maybe he still lived with his parents. He looked young. and You know, like I said, oh, he doesn't have many bills or complications. Maybe he hasn't really ever left Maine. Maybe he hasn't had the travel experiences and the business experience and all the things I've had and all the burdens and trials and tribulations uh, that come with it. You know, and uh, but and he might think like, man, life's so boring, life sucks. But he's here. You got this guy driving by in a Maserati, looking at him, thinking like, man, I want to trade places with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I would never give up. You know, my wife, kids, anything. I'm saying like, like the simplicity, the simplicity. And again, I'm making crazy assumptions that this kid has a simple life. Like I said, it could because life could be more complicated than mine. I don't know. I just was imagining for the sake of just playing around and uh you know he probably would was probably because i saw him look at my car and nod he probably wants my you know what i mean he probably would take my lifestyle and uh him and i both looking at each other wanting to switch <laughs> but neither of us knows you know what it's like to be in the other person's shoes and i guess that's the other lesson is you know we never know what it's like to be in the other person's shoe man i think you've got to do best in the shoes that you're given Make the most out of those darn shoes, man, you know, and walk your path and do it to the best of your ability. I think what I really just want to start to focus on, you know, in lieu of the last episode is is sacrificing, living sacrificially for God, doing everything that I do with integrity and honor 
putting God first, you know, my wife second, my children third, my community and, and the rest of all my the rest of my family fourth, and my community of believer, believers fifth, and just living an honorable good life where every day I get up and I put one foot in front of the other, and at night I, I put my head to bed knowing that I did what needed to be done. And I generally do do that, but I don't know that I've been doing that for the right reasons, right? It's hard to explain. Where I'm at mentally, emotionally, and spiritually right now is very hard because if I if I could explain it, I would understand it and have a game plan, right? And I have a rudimentary game plan to some degree, and I understand it, at least in an elementary sense. I don't know that I even understand it to that degree. I, I don't know what I understand it. That's the problem. I don't know what I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's enough to not understand. It's even worse to not know what you don't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. I just uh, when I get I notice the more time I spend away from my phone, the more pensive, the more deep thought I'm able to access. And I, I realized that I used to be a much deeper thinker than I was before. I think 12 years ago, I used to feel things much deep, much more deeply. Uh, I used to think more poetically. I was definitely more, um, what's right brain, left brain. I was definitely more creative. I wrote a lot. I, I wrote a lot of poetry. I thought, uh, I stopped. It was easier for me to stop and see the beauty in things. And I, I always had like a longing in my heart for something I could never put my finger on. And I think just over time, the trials of life have kind of beat that uh, and calloused it. You know, so I kind of look at my heart and I kind of like want to start to get rid of these calluses. Like for the longest time, I've put up this exterior of uh, impenetrable force of just manhood and strength, right? And that's how I'll always be. That's not going anywhere. But I think that can exist harmoniously with a softer side of myself, which I've allowed life to kind of callous is the word, you know, like my feet, you know, I was walking today and I was just, I was, I was marveled. I'm looking down and I'm walking over rocks and pieces of glass on the side of the road on hot asphalt. And my feet are so calloused from being barefoot or in sandals nearly 24 seven that my feet can handle just about any surface now. Black top asphalt that's been in 100 degrees direct sunlight. Oh, I can walk right over it. No problem. <laughs> um, that's kind of like my heart, you know. And there's you become tougher. But at the same... And, and you know, feet's a bad example. You know, I, don't, I don't know what benefits there are to having soft feet. Maybe if you've got that fetish. I don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that between you and yourself. But, uh... You know, I just, I think more and more about accessing, again, that side of myself that uh, is more poetic. That is, and, and to call it what it is, you know, this is my friend Cody always says, uh, uh, I've let anger over the past, I've done a lot of things out of anger. Like when I left school, I left school angry. And... I've had a lot of anger at the world and I've had a lot of anger with just the way things are. I've had a lot of anger at what people have done to me over the past couple of years. Um, and uh, I, I noticed that a lot of my motivation comes from anger. And when you're constantly, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting to be angry all the time. 
and I've always had an edge to me. I've, I was, I've been angry since I was a baby. Ask my parents. I've been strong-willed, temperamental, and just bullheaded since I was a child. That'll never change. But I remember in my teen years, in my, and even in my early college years, there was a much softer emotional side to me. Uh, I, I connected with people on a much deeper and profound level, whereas now I keep... I notice I kind of keep everybody in my life at an arm's length because I've just seen so much ugliness and nastiness out of people and people that, you know, pledge their lives to me turn around and the, mo the second my back turns, they plunge a knife in my back, you know, because they think they're going to get something out of it, which, and that's another thing today I kind of gave to God. That was a big thing. I can't believe I forgot this in today's episode. A big thing for me and a big thing I've been speaking is when I come out on top, which I will, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, 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 not a physical bloodbath. It's going to, it's not a threat. It's going to be illegal uh, and emotional. And it's just, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure people are legally, emotionally and socially dragged over glass shards for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? And I've been like, just wait, just wait, just wait for this revenge arc. You know what I'm saying? Just wait for the truth to drop. Just wait for it all to come out. And, uh, you know, that's part of that playing angry. You know what I mean? And when we were reading the beginning of 2 Thessalonians today, it talked about how, you know, your enemies, like, it's not our job to take revenge. Never take revenge. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That's from a different part. But that, you know, your enemies and people that unjustly terrorize you or try to at least, there's, they're, they're going to get what's theirs at some point. But it's not your job to play a part in that. And you have to let ego uh, go. And that's the toughest part is I'm so controlling over every area of my life that uh, hopefully you guys have been able to hear me okay because my phone's been upside down. I'm so controlling over area every area of my life that um, it's very hard for me to let that go. And it's like, you don't do that to me. You don't do that to Michael Russin. Are you crazy? You know what I mean? And it's all ego. And... You know, I realized, I, you know, I, I asked God, I said, in the spirit of loving one's enemies, I pray that you would visit their woes upon them in this life so that they would repent and turn to you for your glory, not for me, not for my recompense, but for your glory so that they don't spend an eternity in hell. Because as much as I've been through at the... Uh, lies and deceit of other people. I would never want anybody to go to hell. Ever. Not my worst enemy. Not at the top of my list. And I don't have enemies. I just have people that don't like me. You know what I mean? That's a you problem. <laughs> you know, That's a you problem. That, that has nothing to do with me. If you don't like me, that's all on you. That's all on you. You're not my enemy. I don't think about you. I ain't sitting here like, how am I going to... Maybe I have a couple of times. I guess that's not completely truthful, but I don't dwell on it. You're not... And now I've given it up, so you're no longer my enemy. And this is to anybody that listens to me that you know, might have a problem with me. Because I know people that 
hate me. Listen to this religiously. It's hilarious. It's uncanny. But anyways, there's that anger. But, uh, you know, I, uh, again, that, that's, that was my prayer today. I said, I pray that you would visit their woes upon them in this life to bring them to repentance for your glory, not for my recompense, not for anything for me, because I would rather that bring them to salvation again for your glory, Lord, as opposed to them going to hell for all eternity. Because I would never wish that on anybody. I don't think people understand. Like all these edgy people think, oh yeah, I'm gonna be having beers with devil, the devil in hell, in hell, you know. <laughs> it's a place of endless physical, emotional, and mental anguish, terror, and pain for the rest of all. I can't you can't even you can't wrap your head around hell. Or eternity. Our mortal minds can't possibly fathom. It's a complete dis. Imagine being completely disconnected from every good feeling and then every bad feeling being amplified times a million. Imagine the worst anxiety you've ever felt in your life and the deepest hopelessness and the deepest sense of lo- deepest sense of loss you've ever felt and multiply it by 50 gajillion. An unfathomable number. I, mean, I imagine that's what hell is like barren and uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody <laughs> no matter what you did you know I see these these. I, what changed it for me is I saw this video of his dad who was confronting a serial kill, killer that had killed his daughter and raped her and he, Christian man stood there and told him that he forgave him and I'm like if that guy can forgive the guy that raped and killed his daughter because I I don't know that I'm as good as him I know I'm not as good as that guy I'm nowhere close I'm nowhere close I couldn't I that's a situation where you know I don't want to say it but I'd, I'd have to take justice in my own hands I'd have I don't know I, I need more growth it's that's a level of spiritual maturity that I do not I can't even broach the, the, the topic and I'm like, if that guy can, so can I. <laughs> like, what am I complaining about? I got to spend some money. Yeah, oh, no. I'll just go make more, you know? Spend some money on a lawyer. Uh, they have people call me mean names on social media. Oh. <laughs> what, what, what am I complaining about, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Where I'm at with it. So I, uh, gratitude, walk in your own shoes the best that you can, and leave vengeance to the Lord. That's today's episode, second episode. You guys are lucky, two times Sunday. All right, I love you guys. Have a great week. Let's get it. Peace.